the Super Bowl, and American football with Charlotte Henry. This is Mac Voices. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Collide. Collide is a fleet visibility solution for Mac, Windows, and Linux that can help you securely scale your business. Learn more at collide.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, today we're going to talk about Apple, we're going to talk about Apple Music, and we're going to talk about football and the, the I guess, collision of those three with the news that Apple has uh, secured the rights to the Super Bowl halftime show. I couldn't think of anybody better to talk about it than my favorite football friend, that's a different kind of football, Charlotte hey. Henry. <laughs> yeah, remind me, we're talking about your football, right? The throwing one, not the feet one. Exactly. Well, the feet are involved moving it around, but yeah, that, you're exactly right. Got good it. to see you, Charlotte. How are you? So good to see you, Chuck. I'm all right. So I, I really, I've, I wanted to get you on about this, and we've, we've been fighting our schedules a little bit, but uh, th- this is a pretty big deal, I think, in a lot of ways that are obvious because it puts mm-hmm. Apple Music out there right in front of uh, arguably the biggest event, TV event, at least here in the U.S. of the year. But it also, you have to wonder about what the behind the scenes aspects of this are for some of other Apple's, some of Apple's other ambitions. And so Mm. I I wanted to see what your thoughts were on this. Yeah. So I, I think you're right on both counts. By definition, the combination of Apple and Apple Music, which is a big deal, and the NFL and the Super Bowl, which are big deals, coming together for a multi-year agreement on the NFL halftime show, which even people who don't like the NFL care about and like will watch clips of, is obviously a big, huge, huge thing. You know, um, Apple has obviously done different sponsorships and has done all sorts of events before, but this is a, like the NFL halftime show is basically on a different scale to anything, isn't it? And when you put the might of Apple behind something like that, like, we're talking serious stuff here. Um, I appreciate that, you know, there was no small fry when Pepsi was doing the halftime show for all those years, but Apple, Apple music is quite clever that it's not Apple as a whole. Obviously the halftime show is about music and uh, music performers. So having the streaming service be a big, you know, be the headline sponsor of it is quite clever as well. It's not Apple as a whole. um, so that that's kind of interesting. I'd have loved to see the reaction in Spotify HQ when this deal was announced. That, that might have been quite interesting. But uh, yeah, I, I kind of like it. Like, I mean, obviously, you're always going to have access to the biggest names in the music business if you're the NFL halftime show. Apple Music already has access to the biggest names in the music business. We see that on, you know, through its radio offerings and interviews and whatever the whole time. So, yeah, this is, I think, going to be really quite something to see, actually. And I think it's really interesting that Apple wants to get involved. Um, We know Apple is interested in purchasing the rights to broadcast the NFL Sunday ticket, which now... I find this hard to get my head around because of where I live. But Sunday Ticket is out-of-market games, right? That's the games like if you're living in New York, you can't watch the New York Giants 
stream the New York Giants. You have to watch it on whatever your TV state service is, right? That's my understanding, but I'm I'm not that much into into uh, the the blackout questions and all that of football, right? But- and I think the NFL ticket gives you access to sort of everything. So it's a big, you know, and NFL fans will know you know nfl fans living in the us will know better than us perhaps but like it's that would be a big deal for apple just to get it it would mark out as a serious player in the sports game you know so far we've had mlb games on you know friday night baseball on there which is you know no small thing but as i understand it the nfl is whatever measurement you use on a different scale. So if Apple could secure the rights and be the home to some NFL games via the Sunday ticket, that would be a huge, huge uh, moment in its development as a media company as opposed to the kind of software and hardware company we were used to. Uh, And I I wonder if being part of the Super Bowl is a kind of part of its bid to outflank Amazon and Google and others to get those rights. It it certainly... I guess from where I sit, it would certainly improve Apple's place at the table. I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's probably all going to be about money and about viewers. Um, but it feels like Apple is in a great position here because of all its other assets to and 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 resources and channels and all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, cross promotion uh, to to drive that. Um, one statistic I saw that was very interesting. As we record this, just last Thursday, the very first Thursday uh, night game was on Amazon Prime. Mm. And apparently, according to the article I read, that it was the largest Amazon Prime subscription, uh, Amazon Prime, the TV part, the the largest three-hour subscription drive that they've ever had. Right. Interesting. So, you know, you you have to wonder about that. Um, I mean, I I understand that – Super Bowl is going to be broad. The halftime show is broadcast, not strictly on Apple TV. But if Apple were to be able to secure NFL ticket, then how much more is that going to do in terms of Apple TV subscriptions? Yeah, and I suspect just from the Super Bowl thing, you you mentioned the cross-channel promotion capabilities. You can certainly see a situation whereby you can view the whole halftime show if you're an Apple Music subscriber within Apple Music. I think already we're starting to see them make NFL playlists and stuff within Apple Music. So the the like the infrastructure for cross-channel promotion is there already, as it has been throughout as Apple's developed TV plus TV shows and movies as it's moved into other areas like that, that stuff has been there already and it's just going to be on steroids with, with the super, you know, when it's the Super Bowl. You you said Apple as a media company earlier. And of course Mm. we've all known as a media company. That's what your podcast, the edition is all about. And yet sometimes I confess, I kind of forget that they're a media company. Um, in, uh, I think in we that all sense. do. I, I don't think you're alone in that. And I think I, I was discussing this on a recent uh, edition of the edition podcast. Um, there was a bit of a meltdown in New York when Aaron Judge was chasing 61, 62 home runs and the Friday night game against the Red Sox where they thought it might happen was on Apple TV plus was Apple TV. It's not plus MLB is all free via Apple TV. Um, and, you know, there are apparently negotiations with the Yes Network, which is the New York Yankees kind of 
entertainment service um, that we, normally shows their games to try and reclaim the rights to that game so their commentators would call what they hoped would be those big moments. Now, it didn't happen, but the thing that's significant is Apple stood firm and it was like, no, we've got these rights. This is our game. We're taking this seriously. Like, it is a media company now, and sports, as we know for any media company, is a huge, huge deal. It's the thing that is basically keeping cable TV alive. It's the thing that's keeping so, you know, traditional TV packages alive is the ability to watch live sport. So no wonder the, you know, up-and-coming streaming services want to get involved in some of the biggest events and moments. So let's say we, we now we have Amazon doing Thursday night. Mm. Um ESPN, which is not a streaming service, but they have secured Sunday, no, Monday night football. Okay. Um, Sunday night is still broadcast. But what are the implications of some of these channels, uh, excuse me, some of these sports moving to the streaming services and off of broadcast TV? Well, even I think even you, partially. Well, I think you answered that question when you gave that stat about the Amazon Prime Video subscription take up. Okay, I, I, guess, I think it just surely drives subscriptions. But, well, and but all I will say though, just on that, um, you know that Aaron Judge moment I was talking about, there was a kind of backlash that it wouldn't be everywhere, and you couldn't like watch it. It would be harder to say watch it in a bar in New York if it happened, and those kind of things. But we sort of are not living in that era anymore. These streaming services, these tech companies are the ones with the money. I can understand why traditional broadcasters of all, you know, flavors want to hold on to those rights because they're in most cases, the biggest, biggest draw to them. But, you know, you're competing with Silicon Valley money. That's quite hard to do. Well, you, you touched on part of it that I was thinking so many of these things up to this point in time, uh, well, maybe not quite exactly this point, but until relatively recently, have been sort of a right almost that people see. I've got a right to see my games, and then mm. the blackout started because the, the the team owners wanted to sell tickets locally, and if people sure. could watch it on TV, then they wouldn't come to the game. So that was the first erosion, I guess, of that right. And now we're seeing a potentially, and and then ESPN um, mm. went, you know, and took. Monday night football. And so you lost that. And so there's yet another erosion of this, of this perceived right. And I just wonder whoever wins the, the, the NFL ticket battle, if it's a streaming service that would, is that could, could that backfire and be viewed as yet another erosion of that right? Uh, yeah, it's a really interesting question. I think we touched on this before when I've been on your show, um, well, there's equivalent things here in the UK. So, for example, you're not allowed to show any football, our football, soccer, broadcast any football matches at all on a Saturday between 2.45pm and 5.15pm. It's just not allowed. And a large part of that is to drive people to buy tickets both to the big Premier League teams and to smaller local clubs and support those teams so that they don't get tempted just to stay inside and watch uh, maybe a bigger game that's taking place at that point. Um, I personally think it just leads to piracy and streaming and, you know, people finding other ways to watch the thing they want to watch and no one making any money from it. But 
that's a different conversation. We also, we, we also have a thing called the crown jewels here, which is there are certain key events that absolutely have to be shown on what we call terrestrial TV. So basically channels one to five. So the BBC, ITV, Channel 4 and uh, Channel 5, although that's not really part of this conversation. Um, so we have a similar thing here. There are key moments that have to be shown, sports moments that have to be available to everyone. But everything else, it's just kind of who wants to pay for it and how much are they willing to pay for it. And, you know, if it means the rest of us have to take out an extra subscription service or an extra TV package, that's kind of how it goes. Um, but, yeah, you, there's a very strong argument. It's not always the fans that do best about it. Although in the case of our football here, you can argue that much more money has come into the game here, which has had some benefits for fans, you know, nicer stadiums to go to in some cases and better players being paid to come here. So you get to see better games, all of that kind of stuff. It's, you know, less tangible things, but it's not like there's a shortage of money in the NFL is there already. So no, that puts it mildly. Um, I, I don't know. I just I thought this was a really, really interesting development. But I, I want to circle back to the music aspect of this mm. um, because you're right. If you're the NFL halftime show, you can access pretty much anybody. So how is this going to how is this going to affect you think the selection of the artist and the presentation by that artist or artists? Uh, last year there was an awful lot of controversy about the halftime show. And the fact that it fo- seemed to focus so much on the hip hop community, and so what are we going to see this year? Do you want to make any predictions? Yeah, but, well, we know we were seeing Rihanna. She's she's announced she's part of the halftime show. That's, um, so I don't know if we'll get any other artists, but we know Rihanna is the kind of headline, the the you know the first act we know. Um, I rather enjoyed the. Hi- I was really enjoying the hip hop halftime show. I stayed up to watch it. I then realised. Like I did that thing of going, oh, it's so good. They're finally not just doing old people music. They're doing people's music that's for me. And then realize what had happened, that I'm now the old people. <laughs> um, so that was quite a moment. But, yeah, I didn't understand the controversy around that show. I thought it was great fun. Um, but, yeah, <sighs> Look, Apple is a big supporter of all sorts of music. It's a big supporter of hip-hop. It's a big supporter, you know, with Zane Lowe, often is pushing those kind of um, artists forward on his show. And I'll be interested to see what role he actually has in this as, you know, kind of the figurehead of Apple Music. That's going to be very interesting to see. Um, so, yeah, we know we're seeing Rihanna. I wonder if we'll see other kind of R&B and hip-hop artists, you know, doing cameos and performing with her, which would be great. Um, yeah, and I think basically they can sort of have whoever they want, really, can't they? Who wouldn't want to be part of the Apple Music halftime show? Uh, I assume money's not going to be any object in either the budget for the show or paying for the artist. So Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Collide. Collide is a fleet visibility solution for Mac, Windows, and Linux that can help you securely scale your business. The challenge with endpoint security has always been that it's difficult to scale. And when remote work took over, that challenge got exponentially harder. You need visibility into your fleet of devices in order to meet security goals and reduce service desk tickets. But how do you get that visibility when different parts of your company run on Mac, Windows, and Linux? You get Collide. Collide is an endpoint security solution that gives IT teams a single dashboard for all devices, 
regardless of their operating system. Collide gives you real-time access to your fleet's data and can do things that traditional MDMs can't. And instead of installing intrusive agents or locking down devices, Collide takes a user-focused approach that communicates security recommendations to your employees directly on Slack. You can answer every question you have about your fleet without intruding on your workforce. Visit collide.com slash macvoices to find out how. If you follow that link, they'll hook you up with a goodie bag just for activating a free trial. That's collide, K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash macvoices. Again, collide.com slash macvoices. Thanks to Collide for their support of Mac Voices. To go back to last year's halftime show, I mean, my Twitter feed was was as divided as I've ever seen it. Probably wow. more so than with politics. It wow. was either it was either the best halftime show ever or the worst halftime show ever, and there was nobody in between. I suggest there was some uh, demographic, you know, division uh, in in uh, there. The, to some degree, but not as much as you might think. Um, I was but surprised. The, the that, fact that that was even a conversation, right, shows what a big thing Apple Music is getting into. Yes. Great point. But the fact that was, you know, even I, from this side of the pond, understand that the things that are a big deal in the Super Bowl, even if you don't care about the football, is the adverts and who's going to appear in the adverts and who performs at the halftime show. Like people who don't ever haven't watched a single NFL game for the rest of the season watch those two things, right? So Apple, I mean, Apple Music, and we know Apple kind of tries to stay away from controversy wherever it can and tries, you know, has got itself into a very, very public, you know, controversial thing. You know, had Apple Music been sponsoring that show last year, maybe some of that eye that you saw on your Twitter feed would have been directed at Apple Music as well. I want, I'm never sure how comfortable Apple is with public criticism, but anyway, um, yeah, that that will be interesting to see how much you know. What Apple branding are we going to see on this show? Is it going to we're going to see Apple Music branding on the stage and all of that kind of stuff? All of that's going to be you know we're six months or whatever away from it. It's going to be so interesting to see how that plays out. I have a hard time visualizing like you know the uh the artist whoever they it, mm-hmm. she he they are um appearing on like an apple shaped stage uh, you know i <laughs> I, th- I think that's you know a- apple usually is a lot more subtle than that um uh, yeah i'm so, picturing a white stage and an apple music logo but i suspect you're right and it's going to be a lot more subtle yeah i, I mean i think there's a place for it I, I honestly i would have to go back and watch the last few halftime shows to see if there were any Pepsi logos other than, you know, in the, uh, in the intros or, you know, whatever. And, and that may be part of the whole deal that the NFL doesn't want it to be just completely corporate branding, you know, that they want it's corporate supported, but not branded. Sure. But if you're Apple, you need to be getting something out of it, right? I assume we don't know the numbers, but we can imagine they're fairly hefty and Apple will, Apple music will be wanting something from that. Yeah. Whether so, it's Zalo comparing to branding somewhere to whatever, they didn't do this as an act of charity, did they? No. And I mean, we can sit here and riff all day on ideas, you know, that suddenly do you have NFL players promoting uh, uh, AirPods Pro? 
uh, <laughs> or you know getting rid well, of those promote beats products either deliberately or inadvertently don't they Exactly, exactly. And, you know, do we get, do we finally get rid of those nasty little surface devices and see some MacBook Pros, you know, on the sidelines? Um, Or the iPad Pro, yes. Well, I assume that's a separate deal altogether. I would think so. But, you know, again. Because this deal is very specifically about that, whatever, 10, 12, 15 minutes at half time, isn't it? Right. But if your foot's in the door. You know, and and I now, think that's the key point. It's about yeah. Apple getting its foot in the door of, with the NFL. I think that's exactly everything we've touched on is about that. It's about Apple getting its foot in the door of this mega, mega sporting brand, and you know, the different franchises, the and the well, the greatest show on earth, the biggest show on earth, isn't it? They they call the Super Bowl, and so yeah, for that's what it's all about to me. For Apple, that's why I mentioned the Sunday ticket. That's why you wonder what this kind of corporate sponsorship things will be. It's all about Apple getting just getting its way into the NFL, both as a corporate thing and also being taken seriously as a media company involved in sports. And we both know that Apple has a tendency to play the long game in anything. You know, they don't just jump in and flash the cash and, you know, take over. They, that's what I kind of love about them. There's a bit more subtlety to it. And there's a much longer, longer term plan that you and I are not, unfortunately, we're not uh, party to. So, no, as I always say, if anyone wants to drop me an email and tell me the long term plan. Really yeah. happy to hear it and write about it. But um, I think well, some people call it subtlety. Some people call it caution. We see this quite a lot with Apple in, you know, whether it's a software release or it's move into the media game. Um, and I think that's happened in sports. I'm, in a way, I'm slightly surprised how quickly they got into sport at all. And quite how quickly they got into sport with its own original commentators and presenters you know the mlb friday night baseball production is all apple apple's own commentators and production and whatever else um so it you know we're obviously not going to see that in the nfl anytime soon including with this halftime show but your point is the right one. It's about getting your foot in the door. And you can so see at some point, maybe we'll see instead of Amazon Thursday night football, Apple Thursday night football. Or it will just, you know, or Apple went, Amazon gets Thursday night football, Apple gets Sunday ticket. All the fans are annoyed because they have to have multiple subscriptions. I think we can see that outcome as well. And, you know, putting on a good halftime show maybe won't compensate for that. Sure. Do you think there's any chance we might see split sponsorships? Like I'm, I'm thinking Sunday night football and uh, NBC mm-hmm. does Sunday night football here. So could we see Sunday night football brought to you by Apple music or just by Apple? Um, and you know, one other key sponsor. I mean, I'd love, <laughs> who knows, you know, there's obviously Apple obviously has money. It is prepared to put into sports sponsorship of various kinds. Uh, so that's entirely plausible. I suspect it's keener to have the rights than to support someone else having the rights. Would okay. be my guess. If it's going to spend the money, I suspect it would rather spend the money on having the rights themselves and getting people into the TV app and maybe getting them to have TV plus subscriptions 
than giving money to NBC would be my guess. Okay, that makes yeah, that that makes a certain amount of sense. The the other thing though, and you you mentioned it sort of in a sideways way um, pre-show before we started recording. Um, do you think that that would make sense, or do you think we would see potentially an Apple Sports channel? Yeah. It, this is the really interesting question. We've seen a lot of the other streaming services hiking up their price, whether, you know, in various ways, ad tiers, non-ad supported tiers, just general price, basic price rises, you know, whatever. Well, we've seen that happening with basically every other streaming service, haven't we? Or certainly anyone that Apple TV Plus co- cares to compete with. So it wouldn't, I think this could go two ways. You could have an Apple TV Plus sports tier, where you pay a bit extra and you get access to to the you know the baseball the NFL and remember Apple has signed a ten year deal with Major League Soccer. Some games it said will be free to everyone through the TV app. Some games you'll have to have a TV Plus subscription. So I think my starting my guess will be it will start putting kind of for one of a better phrase paywalling some games of whatever sports it has the right to. So for some games, you will need to have a TV Plus subscription. For some, you won't. That's what it's going to do with uh, the MLS. I think it will start doing it with MLB from next season. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they try and do that with Sunday night football. But you could equally see a thing where you just need to buy an added tier to get Sunday night football. And I or, know or you can equally imagine, can't you, Tim Cook who we know is a big sports fan, a big football fan, coming out on stage at an Apple event and going, we've got Sunday ticket. We're going to make it available for all TV Plus subscribers. Asterix, TV Plus now costs nine ninety nine a month. Or we're going to make it free for the first year. What the whole, the, all the games. Sunday, yes. I- you know, I, I, I mean, pick your variation, but you know, I, th- I think yes. you're right, you know. But, of course, pick your variation adds to a very un-Apple thing, doesn't it? It's always wanted, you know, simplicity and consistency across TV+. Plus. I, You know, you and I both have access to the same shows. There's no territorial issues because they're all originals. Apple TV Plus is at, shows are Apple TV Plus shows, and that's it. Um with sport, they've done that so far, but it's the first place where you could see subdivergence, where you have add-ons instead of, you know, everything is the same for everyone. Well, that's why I, I couch my question as an Apple TV Plus. Plus, um, go on, say it, Chuck. Cha- go on, channel. say it, Chuck. Channel. That, that, okay, so I have Apple TV Plus. Um, I don't know, entertainment and Apple mm. TV plus sports is, is, you and, know, and both cost what? 12 99 a month. Or well, or, or, or not. I mean, you know, maybe if, if you split it out that way, if right now, I think it's fair to assume that Apple TV plus as it exists today is supporting itself financially. So do we know that? Well, we don't know that for sure, but it seems like it's it's either Apple again playing a really long game and investing a whole lot of money, um, or I it's, mean it's pretty close to it. My assumption is it's always pe- been happy to pay a lot up front to have famous people on big budget shows 
and it didn't care if it took some undefined, you know, number of years that they know, but we obviously don't, to make a profit. Remember, no one basically paid for it for the first year at all. It came if you bought an iPhone or a Mac. Right. So this is, we're in the first year of some people having to pay for it, and they've reduced the free trial period as well. Okay. That's that's a fair point. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I... Because I, I know, even though we're getting the streaming services, we're still having some of the same problems. That the streaming mm-hmm. services want to bundle channels together, and mm-hmm. you end up having something that looks like what I used to pay a cable company for. A ridiculous number of paying for channels I don't want. Mm. And I'm, I'm still a fan of saying I would like to, you know, okay, you want to make me buy five channels? I have no problem with that. But let me pick the five. Don't you pick the five. Yeah, well, let's let's look to the Apple One bundle for a moment. Apple picks the services that are included in each tier. And True. News Plus is in the top tier. Are they going to do an Apple One Premier Sports package, where it, and that costs a bit more? And if you take that out, you get Apple TV Plus, Apple News Plus, and including Apple Sports. It would be a big driver to other. I don't. There are lots of ways it it could play this. I suspect the thing we see first is not going to be how it ends up. Also, let, let's be clear: this is all predicated on Apple winning um, the rights to NFL Sunday Ticket. Yes, yes. Although, I mean, I say that, but also, it's already got other sports rights and clearly wants to build more. So. You know whether this happens in a year or two. There's obviously some, you know, drive to get sports in there, um, and of course, you know, we should keep reiterating that the halftime show at the Super Bowl is Apple Music. It's got nothing to do with Apple TV Plus or the TV app. Although, I mean, you and I suspect it will in some way, but uh, it's, it's Apple Music is the sponsor. So. Again, presumably the ultimate aim of Apple doing this is to drive people to subscribe to Apple Music. It's not going to be showing sports clips in Apple Music, you know. It... No, I, I listen. I agree. Although, uh, you know, you, you you can't help but wonder. Then, does Apple have special supplemental programming after the uh, after the the halftime, or pardon me, after the Super Bowl? Um, you know, we we've not been told that. All we know is there's a multi-year deal to sponsor the halftime show. I assume as part of that there will be, as I've mentioned, we've already seen playlists and stuff. Uh, I assume there will be a big Apple Music, you know, radio interview slash interviews with the artist slash artists performing. I am sure we will be able to like people who subscribe for Apple Music will be able to watch the halftime show within Apple Music app, either live or on replay or both. I'm sure all of those things must be part of the deal. How could Apple not have negotiated at least some of those things? And how could the NFL object to it? I mean, if it's it's more exposure sure, it's for, you know, for their events, so... Right, it's a partnership. So, yeah, it's it's fun to speculate on. I mean, it's it's very early days for this particular deal. 
And yep. we're just, uh, I mean, let's see, this is end of September. So we have October, November, December, yeah, it's January. In, uh, before. I said six, but it's really four. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I, but I, I admit, the more we talk about it, Charlotte, the more I realize that once again, I'm having trouble thinking in terms of Apple as just a media company. Mm. You're a lot better at that than, than I am. Um, well, I think the point, the power of it is that it's not just a media company, but it's is now a media company as well as all the other things we know of Apple. And that gives it huge, almost endless possibilities of what it can do with these type of things. Yeah. Hey, it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, it will be. be. Fun to watch. Not just a halftime show, but the game as well. Well, yes. I tend to have to fall asleep by halftime because it gets quite late for me. <laughs> if you think well, of the timing. Well, I often we'll make it to the halftime show and then have to watch the second half, maybe the morning afterwards. All right. Well, we'll t- we we may do a, a morning after the Super Bowl discussion of the halftime show right I here with forward. Charlotte. That would be fun. Um, so – the edition is rolling along, um, both the podcast and the newsletter. Um, yeah. Any anything that we need to specifically talk about there for what you're doing? Uh, just more the merrier. Come sign up either for free or take out a paid subscription to the newsletter to help support the work I'm doing. It looks not just at Apple as a media company, though there's been quite a lot of focus on that recently because there's a huge amount of news, including the story we've been discussing. Uh, but like the, the digital media and media industry more broadly, try and publish two newsletters and one podcast a week. So quite a lot of work going into it. So I hope people can, you know, take out a paid subscription or even a free subscription helps. I love having you all there. So come join me over at the edition.substack.com. Uh, that's edition with an A double D. And I'm at Charlotte A. Henry on Twitter, so you can find me there too. And absolutely, pay attention to the podcast. Charlotte has a lot of great guests and will help you think a little more about Apple as a media company, or at least as partially a media company. Charlotte, it's great to see you. Thank you so much for the time. Always fun to hang out. See you soon, I hope. All right. Take care. Folks, this is Mac Voices. I'm Chuck Joyner. We will be back with more soon. Thanks for watching. Visit MacVoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode you will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.